Welcome to Cyberbytes, the podcast. I'm your host, Brody, Senior Consultant here at Asperon Search. On this episode, I'm pleased to have Omri Weinberg, co-founder and CRO of Do Control. We're going to dig in how to utilize your sales experience and progress your career. Really excited to have Omri on and hopefully you gain some useful points. Hey, Omri, welcome to the uh, to the podcast. Great to uh, great to have you on. Hey, Brody. Uh, thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm over in the UK, so it's been a nonstop rain at the moment. I'm I'm sorry for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, but no, thanks for coming on, Omri. We've created this podcast, and um, one of the key things is that I'm seeing is that um, a lot of sales reps in the market they often don't have a path on kind of where they're going or, or what they're doing. Um, so they always ask me, oh, Brody, how do I get into sales leadership and, and stuff like that? So it would be good to to kind of, yeah, hear your story, how you got to the, the position you're in now and, um, and and go from there. Now, I know that um, when we initially spoke, you had a, an interesting story that you uh, you started off at Triple Eight Holdings um, many, many moons ago. So, uh, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you kick it off and tell me about that? Sure, it's not too many, many moons. I'm not that old, but uh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, you know, my journey started, I think, from the day that I remember myself. I grew up into a family business. So we had like a, a business that I was part of working, whether it's like weekdays, weekends, helping my dad and the staff over there, and done a lot of work behind the scene. It was a low tech company, nothing similar to what we do today. But I think this was like the this is where the this is the place where I, I really understood what it takes to to be successful or to to succeed or at least wanting to achieve things uh and you know how to deal with pressure and and work in an environment that is sometimes unstable so i think those was was there were a good was good foundation for me but that was like a way, 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 way back, right? But uh, we sold that business and then I wanted to do some other things in life. And I was very fascinated by uh, online marketing and online tech and internet companies and, and high tech companies. So a friend suggested me back in 2007, hey, you should try this company, which you just mentioned, Triple Eight, which is one of the biggest online gambling operators in the world. Mm-hmm. Apparently their headquarters were based out of a city where I was a resident of in, back in Israel, although it's a global company. So... I tried everything that I can just to get my CV, which has nothing basically after my first degree uh, of, of business, uh, a general BA uh, degree. And uh, I just wanted to get an interview. And then I told them my story and what is it that I can bring to the table and, and my passion about sales and, and operation and building teams and leading. And, and, and I think that's something that resonated with them and they gave me a chance. And luckily, uh, a few years later, I, I already become like, top employee, managed a big team of people, drove millions and tens of millions of dollars in sales to the company, uh, got a reward employee of the month, uh, employee of the year, something like it was pretty big company, like 2000 employees. Oh, wow. And, and, and that was, I think that the main, the main, uh, jumping board for me to do other things that I do today or in between before, uh, after a triple eight till do control today. Nice, nice. And just while you're at Triple Eight, what was your kind of pivotal move that kind of progressed you there? Would you say did you do like a big sale, or kind of were you like did you lead a team to, so, to success? Yeah, so everything you know, I think it, it's very hard. I, I don't think you can 
jump in right to the deep water. You, you need to practice a little bit. You need to swim in the shallow and then progress, right? So I think for me is, you know, first of all, is I wanted to understand the business. You know, what is it that they're doing? How are they doing it? What is the agenda? What is the what are the objectives and so on? And then, you know, learning about like the different different departments within the company because AAA back in the days, I'm not sure what's happening today, but they have, they had everything in-house. But if it's like SCM department for Google PPC or like for organic search, the SEO department, design, marketing, everything was in-house. So I was able to collaborate and learn a lot by that, uh, by launching campaigns and events and trade shows and you name it, right? So that gave me a lot of confidence and ability uh, to perform good at what, at what I did back then and hopefully now today, because it, it gave me like a, a wide uh, spectrum about what are the capabilities of, of, of doing marketing and doing sales in a company. And I think the pivotal moment for me, I think it was like a lot of small pivotal moments, right? Like it's like taking my first big client and grow, grow it, bring my own clients, uh, attending the first show. And then uh, I attend like dozens and even more shows and representing the company, uh, build, building a new line of business. And there were a lot of things. But I think that the pivotal moment for me was like at the end of the, my career, after almost three years in AAA, that I realized, OK, that's that's a great company, amazing people. But I want to do something else. And mm -hmm. this is where the entrepreneurship came out. And, I think that part of the family business and so on. So I was very exposed to TechCrunch and, and like all of those startup worlds. Say, hey, I, I want to co-found a company by myself. And uh, I, I had an opportunity to do that with, uh, with a friend, a colleague of mine, his name is Amit. He was the co-lead of the company. And you know we were like him, myself, and like another developer. Uh, and, and that was very intriguing for me. And uh, I wasn't sure exactly what, how. I didn't know all the questions that needs to be asked. But again, I jump into the water again, shallow, mid, not that deep. And I, I started to swim through the, the waves and understand, you know, what is a startup? And I think every step that you take in your life, even if you take that, you, if you, even if you think that you take like a few steps back, I think just doing those steps really educate you and make you more mature about how you deal with complicated stuff during your uh, work experience. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So yeah key key points there Omri love that that you don't think about the big step think about the little steps in between um to get to the kind of end goal which is awesome um now don't, don't, get me, don't, don't, don't get me wrong you know I think you know you should have an end goal I think each person understand exactly what is it that you want to do what is it where is it that you want to be personal business goals but it's it's you can't walk like big steps. You know you need to do baby steps in order to get there, and you need to have some kind of milestone to understand how you achieve that, when, how, and you need, you need to break it down into like larger uh, chunks, basically. Yeah, yeah. And how how would you say you defined your your kind of goals back then? Would you would you have like sat down and written them down or? How would you have done so, so, it's not a cliche. I, I don't want to say I wrote down on paper and every at the end of the year they had like a new resolution and so. But I, when <laughs> once I started to work, you know, one, once once I, I finished my my degree, I, I I knew that I wanted to work in a in a high tech company, uh, online marketing, those kind of companies because I came from a low tech background, right? We were manufacturers. Think about manufacturing in India and China, importing assembly lines, very very different. But the work ethics and, and the fundamentals of running a business is, is the same, right? I, th we, I think, but it's just about the playground that you play in. So I was very fascinated by like the speed of 
of the internet of working with computers and and and, and working uh, remotely or working with people that are across the globe and you know everything is online that was fascinating so i my, the first mission was how can i get into a company that can give me and pitch me or give me the the the, the playground to play in basically and i was triple eight right after that, once in the, in the first years, uh, I wanted to say, okay, okay, I get what I do. I think I do it pretty good. I want to manage a team. So how do I do that? So it's not like I'm going to my manager and I'm saying, hey, I want to manage a team. You need to perform. You need to show that you are the top at what you do. You need to show that you care, that you're curious, that you are, that you don't like, that you're not afraid of getting your hands dirty. So I think that gave me a good positioning within the company. And then when the opportunity came, I was the one that, you know, was promoted and and get more tasks on your table and do more things. And, and with that, eventually you are getting exposed to more areas within the business and more stakeholders and higher management and so and so. And then after that, after two years or three years, I said, OK, what's next for me? I can easily see, so, so I can easily see myself staying in this company and progressing. But as I mentioned earlier, I was really set on my next goal is to co-fund not a company by myself, uh, or at least to join a smaller company that has a very little funds, and I can be like a key role in that company uh, for its uh, future. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And tell me about that journey. So I think you you had a bit of success there with the uh, the, the the company that you started. So, so the first company, uh, it, it, you know, the, the success, you can define success in all kinds of ways, right? Is it success is to sell the company? Is it success to bring customers? And, or is it to be, build the technology? I think, you know, we had money, we raised money. I think we built some cool products, but I think the timing back in the days were, were not perfect. So I'm not going to get you or the audience toward uh, what we did, but I think it was a good two years of experience for me. Uh, it was just in the time when iTunes came out and the iPhone, the first iPhone, and we were selling digital goods. So it wasn't a big success, but we did manage to do a lot of uh, nice stuff. Uh, but again, that was part of the journey for me to learn how to operate a startup, how to work in a very steam uh, mode, how to you know knock on people's doors and convince them that you know hey they should listen up to you. I think one of the things that we did, I thought out of, I'm just rem uh, remembering that, that I got into primetime radio in Israel, like 8 a.m. in the morning because I left some nice package in, 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 in a broadcaster and, and they talked about it and that gave us more exposure for the company. So you think out of the box, you do things that are unusual, right? But the, the cool thing is that the same investor had a, a different company. And when I thought that this is time for me to do something else, and I said, okay, maybe I don't want a small startup. I don't want to be in a big 2000 employee company, maybe to find something in the middle, maybe 50, 60 employees. So that was my next goal. And this is where I joined the, uh, the Attic company called back in the days, Matoma Media Group. They were looking for someone with sales experience like myself. So we had the same shared investors. And uh, that was the next step for me. And then basically there, you had an established company, not a lot of people, I'm coming with more experience because I already led like a team of 10 or 12 people back in triple eight. I was already had like an experience of a startup for two years. So maybe I'm ready for that task. So this is where I came in. And basically that was a journey of like almost six and a half years. I saw the company grow from 50, 60 to almost 500 employees from a private company to a public company. And I think I came as, I can't even remember my title. It was just myself building a team. But at the end of the day, I was an SVP in a company, public listed company that were making $500 million a year, managing a PL of 70 people here in the US. 
And in between working for the six and a half years, my next goal was, okay, I worked in those companies. I lived in Israel. I want to do a relocation. I want to live in the U.S. somehow. How can I do that? Can I do that with my current company or do I need to find alternatives? So that was my next goal. So if you're talking about goals and targets you want to achieve, that was my, and I always trying try to figure out how I can do that. Luckily, I was able to pave my way with the current company in back days. And this is why I moved to the States, to New York, and I'm here for almost nine years since then. Wow. Wow. So big journey. Now, obviously, you've had that kind of startup mentality from from young being in the family business and like multiple kind of founding of companies. What would you say as advice to like sales reps that are, are in like a, a big established company and they're, I mean, I, I speak to them and they're a bit hesitant to jump into a startup. I mean, what advice would you kind of give them to, to make that leap from an established company? Okay, so I will divide it into two. I think, you know, you have the startup world and you have the, the enterprise world, right? It really depends on the persona. What do they want to achieve? Do they want to have like a healthy, balanced life with not a lot of shakeups during the journey? So maybe a, a bigger enterprise, that should be the solution for them or the, the outcome, right? But if they like things that breaks likes things that are moving fast and, 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 and likes things that sometimes are not predictable, that's surely a startup, right? But either way, I don't think it's, it's not like, you know, you, you can choose. I think you need to understand what is that you want and then you're, you need to pave your way and hopefully be able to choose the opportunity that will come along, right? But regardless, I think you need to build, uh, for, for younger people, they need to build the experience, right? Because you cannot buy experience. You can do courses online, you can talk to people, but then if I'm interviewing a person and, and he doesn't have the experience, so I'm asking myself, do I have the time to give them the experience in my company, yes or no? So for startups in most cases, they would like to bring people that have a little bit more experience and not experience at all, right? But there are a lot of other worlds, roles out there today, whether it's startups or enterprise companies that you have an SDR or BDR, or I don't know what's the right acronym, that is like the entry point. And maybe it can come from marketing, maybe it can come from CSM, maybe from product managers, it doesn't really matter, right? But I think in every opportunity that you get, you need to excel in what you do. You need to be devoted to what you do. You need to be 100%, I don't like saying 200 to 500, you need to be 100% in what you do. And you need to be curious and you need to be hungry and you, you want and you need to want to be successful because otherwise you're going to be part of the pack basically and you will not stand out and standing out doesn't come easy it comes with a lot of work it comes with a lot of it comes with a lot of curiosity and the willingness to to win or to succeed or to be at your top game basically so it's it's basically up to you. Yeah, yeah. To answer your question. Yeah, no, it does. It does. I think you're right. It depends on the, the the person as well, right? Some people are made to to be in the startup world, and some people just aren't. Um, but it's good to to hear from someone like yourself who who can advise on on kind of which which one could be. You know, the, the, I I don't. You know, obviously there are shortcuts, right? There are, you know, you can do this, you can do that, but in order to build a career, in order to build a reputation, in order to, to gain experience, 
there are no shortcuts because if you take a sales person that has one years, uh, a year of experience and you take a salesperson that have five years of experience obviously you know the guy with five years of experience have dealt with many more deals with complications with legal with pushbacks with product that doesn't work versus the one-year person right so but if the one-year person you compare it with another one-year person and you put them to the race it's very easy to know who's going to win because if they're devoted and dedicated and into the details and curious and always wanted to move more and they don't give up mm. it's it's no different than a race i think when we originally spoke you uh you, you had a good analogy it was um persistence compared to messi and ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> you know it's you know you know and it's not messi or ronaldo i think it's like in general like athletes you know we, we we see those people or those whether it's messi lebron or i don't know like other player in the uk i don't know who's your, uh, your idol over there what uh, soccer team but uh you see them on TV for one hour or 90 minutes, play at their best and scoring a goal and wow, they're amazing. But what you don't see is like the 20 hours before that, they were traveling, practicing, in the gym, in the sauna, like in the, in the, in the, in the physio, in the, and it's a lot, a lot of work. Yeah. And you know, you need to shoot like 20,000 basketball or hit like 20,000 tennis balls in order to get the perfect you know swing or a shot or whatever and it's being consistent because it's not a one time in order to be on top of your game you need to to be super consistent even for a salesperson because let's assume they're going to do their work amazingly for a week and then mm -hmm. we stop for another week and then they do it amazingly for another week that's not good because this is the cycle but if they're going to do one week amazing and another week amazing they're always going to be on the top right and they're not yeah. going to have those waves and that will bring them the results that they are aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So tell me about your, your current role, do control. So being, yeah, being so, three, three years ago, three and a half years ago. Yeah. So just before that, uh, after the six and a half years company that I used to work with, I did, I, I had another gig, uh, another gig. I got a call from a VC back in Israel that they're, they're like two nice ladies, all in Ronnie, that they needed like a third leg or someone that can help them join the company and, and really push it and take it to the next level. So I'm happy I was able to join them as well. Uh, take the company from minimal revenue, if, if none, to a few million dollars in sales. And we were able to sell the company in 2019. And then I was working for the acquirer for, for a few months. And then there where, where it hit me, along, alongside with my friend Adam from, from New York, we were sharing about the security issues or struggles that we have in those companies and we say hey let's do something about it so basically do control was found in exactly in the middle of the, in in the in the, when the pandemic hit in june of 2020 wow. and fast forward three founders myself adam and liel back in israel co-founded this company uh, fast forward today we we have million dollars in millions of dollars in sales top logos at you know, everybody knows a uh, company of roughly 55, 60 employees, top investors. And, and my role and responsibility is basically deal with all the go-to-market sales, marketing, uh, customer success, everything that has a, a client-facing uh, thing, that's uh, that's on me. So there's a lot of pressure, obviously, you know, because uh, as a startup uh, or from the investors, you, you always need to do more, to get more, to be on top. 
but it's no different than sport, right? You know, you always have someone chasing you, whether if it's a league or a tennis player, you know, you, you need to be at, at your best. But, it's, you know, you, you, you don't always succeed, but mm -hmm. at least if you're honest with yourself and you're doing everything that you can, I think that's that's more than enough. And 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 with with hard work, with a little bit of luck sometimes, with some help or a wind tail, uh, you know, uh, wing, uh, how do you say, like... Uh, some some a little push from from the back you know th things can be can, things can sort out can be can can sort out quite uh nicely yeah yeah awesome and that's quite a lot of responsibility then so you're not just in charge of sales or, or kind of the revenue you're in charge of the whole kind of go-to-market function so no, keen, to, yeah. keen to uh keen to find out so you founded this company and what what was your first kind of protocol? Was it just to get a sales rep on the ground to start kind of pushing out the product or yeah, so 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 at the end of the day I'm I'm looking at the entire funnel, if you think about it, from from a lead that comes in, you know, till an opportunity that is being generated to a prospect that we're talking to and maybe having a POV and then submitting a proposal and maybe winning it and then retaining it not to turn. So it's like end to end, right? I think from the get go, you know, uh, I let Liel and Adam define the product and build the technology and, you know, listen to the market. I was the guy that actually trying to bring all all kind of logos that you know they can listen to us and 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 hear us out and and give us feedback about whether what are we building is the right direction yes or no so i was doing that mainly uh in the first few months and then you know we were able to connect to some live environments with real companies and children that we can really solve problems and then we started to build on top of that and added more and more and i was the the guy that actually did all of that right also together with my colleagues but once we feel that you know we have something which is repeatable and we can charge money and we can you see that customers are paying us, then you need to bring like some kind of a VP of sales and then the VP of sales is building like a team of RSMs and SDRs and and I think you know one of the things that we've done is we we grow little and then we put some more efforts uh, in in growing the team before we had like a perfect not a perfect but a very good market fit. I think it's sometimes that that did not help us in back in the days, but I think you know we reduced the team a little bit, we structure we structure it. I think now we're in a good phase that you know we have the incoming leads, the outbound leads that are coming in. You know we know how to process everything. You know we know how to uh, digest information, put it in the nice way in Salesforce, do some kind of prediction about what is that we're gonna get out of those prospect or marketing dollars that are coming in. So from that aspect i think you know and talking to other customer uh, client uh, colleagues or other companies that are used to work with, i think what we have today in the foundation is like top notch top notch and i think order and organization helps you really get the results that you want to achieve eventually and because there's there's so many moving parts and there's so many distractions distractions that is coming along the way and you need to make sure that you have everything handy and you are able to make the right decision a smart decision about what is that you want to do moving forward yeah yeah i love that no that's awesome and um yeah so in in your role at the moment what would you say the three things that you've taken from your previous career your previous roles to to now i think pay attention to the, the, the to the details details count 
because you know you can neglect some of them but i think you know they add up because one detail two small details three it adds up and i think i'm i'm kind of guy that i'm i'm a, i have some kind of an ocd that you know i have like a zero inbox kind of thing and I'm, i like to see all of the information flowing in from all direction and then i be i am able to get like smarter decision on top of that so i think paying paying attention to the details always always be a hustler you know then don't let go if someone says no okay if someone says no three times okay maybe we'll say yes in the fourth time you know no for me it's something like uh, okay you should keep try harder in order to get the yes and a yes can be like hey let's answer the call let's jump on a conversation uh, maybe we could do a PV together maybe you want to let's buy the buy our platform our technology so it's always consistent until they don't curse you and say hey get that out of my <laughs> way you know we're not letting go because i think you know what we do is we're solving a real a real problem for a lot of companies and a lot of uh, organization out there basically and every POV that we do we, we show tremendous amount of value and i'm so confident in our ability to succeed so it's like paying a day to the detail details don't say you know never you know don't take no as an answer uh in a, in a polite way I, I, I mean that and and the third thing is learn how to work collaboratively and 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 lead people because you bring people to do their job to do their task but you also bring to people that you count on and you want them to be successful and you want to give them freedom to operate you don't want to be micromanagement you don't want to you know sometimes you need to because if you see that they're going into the right the wrong directions but let them do their job and constantly have like check on points like ask them question challenge them if you don't get the answers that you need or you feel that they are all over the place so maybe they, they do need the micromanagement or maybe they're not fitted into the start, startup environment because you need people that are very mature in their own mindset and very uh and have a full ownership of their scope basically so those are the three main things that i i really i took i take and i'm digesting and I'm, I'm i took and i'm taking constantly and i'm i'm digesting as as we progress here in do control yeah that's awesome that's some awesome points there Omri. um i think people can really take some some information from that and um yeah tell me kind of your, your plans at do control what, what have you got kind of looking looking forward to next year so next year, that's a, that's a good question. So we have two months until the end of the year. Uh, we have an amazing pipe uh, with top bloggers that everybody knows that, you know, are trying and testing our platform and also in proposal modes that, you know, need to sign contracts. I'm anxious to get that, them over the finish line. That will really position us in a, in a very different level. Uh, it takes time. You need to have an elephant skin, you know, it's, 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 it's hard because a lot of things sometimes are do not, you know, it's it's not up to you. It's like other circles that it's not like you have control of. So you need to be patient. You need to be op optimistic. And again, it's you need to be you need to be uh, consistent about what you do, and to have a strong belief in what you do or what at least what you are trying to get and and luck is also good you know sometimes you have luck is uh, no one no one will say no to luck so hopefully 2024 2024 will be an amazing year for do control yeah amazing no good stuff on me well it's um, been a pleasure having you on the uh, on the podcast and i'm looking forward to, to seeing your success next year thank you thank you so much and i hope that i i'm i was able to contribute even like the slightest piece of information that someone can take out of it
And I just want to say that I'm thinking about all my friends and family back in Israel, and uh, I hope they're will go through this horrible, uh, you know, period of time, uh, and we will prevail. So thank you, and Absolutely. thanks everybody. Thanks, Omri. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.